Lord is wants to do something this morning with our church in our lives. And the Bible says that signs and wonders follow those who believe. And you're thinking, what are wonders? <laughs> Things that are make people wonder. How did that happen when your doctor calls you and says, I don't know, I don't have an explanation for this. In fact, this goes against logic, right? But things turned around for you. That's a wonder. That's a wonder, and we're expecting that in our church, that we will be full of wonders, that we come back with testimonies of, I don't know why, but I keep getting a promotion. I keep seeing God's hand on my life. Amen? Amen. When we have our sons and daughters coming back to our homes because God's working on their hearts, that's going to be a wonder in Jesus' name. I just saw the kids. I realized I need to go. I'm like, kids, I'm getting, I, I better, Miss um, Cheryl has an awesome lesson for you guys. Miss Beth is down there. But I just want to pray over our kids this morning. Is that okay? Because we believe in this generation. We believe that God's hand is upon you. So let me pray over you. Lord, we thank you for our kids and our youth, our toddlers. Lord, we thank you that at this young age, we see your faithfulness, your goodness, your favor upon these youth, upon these kids. And Lord, we ask today that just like Samuel, when he was a young boy in the house of the Lord, he heard you. He recognized your voice. And Lord, that he had your um already your calling on his life so lord this morning as our kids and youth go to hear their message may their ears be attentive to you in jesus name and may you fulfill all that you have in store for them amen well be blessed kids you may go and um welcome to hagerstown church i'm going to grab my notes and my bible got a lot going on here this morning <laughs> Got a lot going on here this morning. Well, welcome. If this is your first time, we are so glad that you're here. We are, we've been praying for you. We have been praying for you, haven't we? <laughs> we've been believing and declaring and just saying, God, you are going to bring your people here. And so we are thankful that the Lord's brought you. Uh, we rejoice over what God's going to do in your lives. So my name is Lilia. I am one of the pastors here at the church. My husband, um, Ty, and I get to pastor alongside some of our wonderful pastor team here that we have. And uh, we are just, just getting started, people. <laughs> we're just getting started. So hang out because we're going to see some great things happen here. Uh, let's see. So Pastor Ty is in... Um, He's been preaching and ministering to, with some of our very dear friends, uh, Pastor Yassir and Monique Handel, who are missionaries to the Native Americans of our country. And so there is a remnant of people, and in fact it's growing, that are turning their hearts to the Lord. So we have these friends that minister at reservations throughout the country. And so they're in California right now, and I wish I would have had a picture, but um, in fact, Bethany, our missionary, uh, Bethany Yeager, um, who is the daughter of pastors, of our pastors here, of um, Pastor Glenn and Margie, 
And so she's there serving as well. But then we have all these young, young adults who are on fire for the Lord and they're just receiving and they're going to go out and do the same. So can we just pray for them? Is that okay if we pray? And Lord, we come before you this morning as we already have, but just to thank you for these Native American young adults who are seeking you this morning, Lord, who are hearing, who are gathering, God, that you are calling them from all over the country to come and to be equipped and to be sent, and Lord, that they will change their generation. We thank you for what you're doing. We pray for pastors um, Yasir and Monique, God, thank you for your hand on them. Thank you that you're doing things that are truly a sign and a wonder through their ministry. And we pray a blessing as they finish their conference today in Jesus' name. Well, we are going to get our Bibles open, so I hope you brought yours, because we're going to do a little um, Bible, going through lots of the Bible, but uh, just a little recap, Pastor, Pastor Ty has been teaching on being steadfast. I love that word, steadfast. You know, we can get excited about something. I'll just say for me, I get excited about, I want to start baking or I want to start this new thing or I want to, and then it'll last a little bit, right? But the things that I learned to be steadfast at, the Lord increases and helps us to grow. And so when we are steadfast in the Lord, he increases us, right? He helps us to grow. And, and we talked about how we can be steadfast even when things are not steadfast. And so uh, one of the things that really the Lord while I was listening to the message last week just began to minister to me was about how much humility is necessary to be able to abide in the Lord so that we can be steadfast because we're not steadfast of our own strength because that will last shortly <laughs> but we're steadfast because we're in the Lord and he can give us the strength to do it right the strength to go day after day after day after day, after day. Amen? And so I, yesterday I took my kids apple picking. What an experience. <laughs> Actually, it was quite beautiful because as you probably have seen this beautiful place that we live in Maryland, we actually went to West Virginia, but we there was rows and rows and rows of different types of apples. I mean, you name it, we have, we have them all at home. So when you come to Bible study on Wednesday night, you will taste some of my apples. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but I'm gonna need to bake them or something. <laughs> um, apple cider, apple juice, all of it. Um, but as we got there, we realized there's rows and rows of different apples. I mean, I was, and it smelled like an apple. It was like someone sprayed some apple scent. <laughs> it smelled amazing, and I was just, I'd never seen just so beautiful but i thought you know these trees that now have bearing fruit right clusters and clusters of i mean I, you couldn't even count them of of the fruit started with one seed that was planted right that was kept that was nurtured that was uh all the weeds they had to take care of the weeds and i just thought of all the work that goes into this right because i was like I get to take home the fruit, literally, two big bags with fruit. <laughs> I can't tell you how many we bruised, but that's okay. I won't give you the bruised ones, I promise that. I do promise that. I'm gonna not, I'm gonna eat those myself. 
But I just realized how much work goes into producing this fruit that we get to enjoy. And I thought about how the Lord, you know, he gives us the seed, but then there is labor, right? I was like, thank God for the seed, but I know men and women had to work really hard to see this fruit come to pass. And so I thought, this is such a great picture of being steadfast, right? Because that seed had to remain in the ground, right? Thankfully, for long enough to be able to sprout and then grow into a little plant and then grow into a tree and then bear fruit. And so that's what we're believing and expecting that as we stay steadfast with the word of God, that's the seed of his word planted, that we will see fruit in our lives. I'm believing that. I'm going to come over to each of your homes. Well, or when you come over <laughs> and that we're going to see fruit you're going to experience fruitfulness in your life because of that word that's being implanted in each of us and that we get to steward the word of god so this morning i believe with all of my heart that as we steward his word we are going to see god's goodness and faithfulness i have another verse that i just pulled up in our lives and i believe that that we will be able to say taste and see that the lord is good because <laughs> if you come over to my house today i will give you an apple <laughs> i will probably send you home with four or five because i will say look taste and see and i we want that so much that people will be seeing your lives and you will be able to freely give because you freely have received amen amen, amen. so i should start preaching now I should start. <laughs> You're like, I thought you were. No, this was free. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read from Romans. Just, this is just to prepare our hearts. From Romans 15, chapter 4, it says, For whatever things, Romans 15, verses, I'm sorry, Romans 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before, um, before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience, yay, and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Might have hope. I, one of my favorite pastors, his name's Pastor Carl McCauley. He's from California. And I grew up under his, a lot of his teaching and mentoring. But he would always begin his reading of the word with this scripture because he would remind us that everything that the word has to give us was written for our learning right so sometimes we read the old testament and you're like really numbers the book of numbers really leviticus <laughs> what does this all have to do with me today but it says that it was written for our learning it says that we through the patience because we're going to need to endure right and the comfort thank the lord for comfort <laughs> of the scriptures may have hope so as we read even today i pray that your heart would be comforted and that your heart would know that god has given this word for your sake so i want to talk this morning about humility i just warmed you up everyone ready <laughs> we're going to talk about humility okay and you know, when I was really pondering on this, because I remember in the message, it really ministered to me and it stirred my heart that we need to come to the Lord with a posture of humility in our hearts, right? 
to be able to say, God, we're going to come under you. We're going to yield to you. We're going to submit to you so that we can abide in you and have that steadfastness that we need, right? So we're not independent of God. Like, well, I'm just going to run with this, and God told me to do this, and God, I'll see you in five years when I've got this all together. No. <laughs> we truly have to have a dependency minute by minute, second by second on the Lord, and it comes with just a true humility. You know, I know Ty's shared about this, but when the Lord called us a year, over a year ago, over, yeah, over a year ago, to move from California, Orange County, and completely uproot and be transplanted, because that's what we are, we're transplants, and be joined together with our church here in Hagerstown and really begin to put down the, our roots here. He told us this, but we didn't just go, okay, God, thank you, we got the instructions, all right, we'll see you in Maryland. No, we had to walk step by step, faith by faith, every single step of the way and have to abide in him of like, okay, Lord, just, what do we do now? All right. <laughs> you know, we've never moved across the country. We've never, I've never left my family. There's just so many, so many details, right? He had to help us how to navigate things with our own children. I mean, it's personal, right? When it comes to your kids, we had to really come into humility and say, Lord, I've never done this before, right? I've never brought my three kids across the country and in the middle of COVID, <laughs> right? We've talked about that. But it was just been that there, we, there had to be a humility in our hearts through the whole process and even more so now of saying, Lord, we are trusting you and we are going to walk step by step with you. But like I said, really the key to me in, in this, whole, um, this season has just been to walking with grace but through humility. Walking with grace but through humility. Okay, so I want to show you from the word how this is such an important part of our Christian walk. And if we want to see the fruitfulness that God has for us, we have to be able to walk it in humility, in humility of heart, in humility of dependence. Okay, so if, we can, if you guys can all go with me to James chapter 4, James chapter 4, and we're going to go to verse 6. And it says here, but he gives grace, he gives more grace, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So, I mean, you got a really clear picture here that the Lord is saying, I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. And just to clarify, grace is not what we pray when we're about to eat dinner, okay? <laughs> grace is the, um, that empowerment, that the power of God that enables us to do something, right? So I'm standing here to be a full testimony that everything you see here from head to toe is truly by his grace. It's like his enabling power because it goes beyond my capabilities. It goes beyond my even my country of origin it goes beyond the family i came from it goes beyond my education it goes beyond my out you know external appearance it goes beyond that it's the grace of god that we are to walk in 
Okay? So he says that he gives grace to the humble. How many of you would agree <laughs> that these days that we live in, we need the grace of God? Amen? We need his enabling power because it's not going to come with our how educated we are, and education is fine. It's not going to come with how much money we have because we know money can be here one day and be out the door the other. Or you can have a lot, right? And not put your trust in the Lord. So, and money's not bad. The Bible says that it's not the money that's the root of all evil, right? It says that the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? So we need, we need grace. So I felt that it's so important for us as believers, especially as us as a church, that we receive this and we receive it and accept it and embrace that we need to walk in a, in a level of grace, but that it's going to require our humility. Amen? It's going to require us basically, if the best way I can say it is like coming under God and submitting, saying, yes, Lord, making him the Lord of our lives. That's where it starts. Making Jesus the Lord of our lives, which means we say, Lord, we yield everything to you, right? When you plant a seed, it's like you're yielding it like, okay, trust it. You can't come back the next day. Kids do this. And they'll be like, is it growing yet? <laughs> no, you need to yield it. Leave it there. <laughs> My kids are collecting bugs right now. I'm just going to go. I'm going to take a little mom hat. They're collecting bugs for a science project. Okay, guys, we have a little... Um, trauma going on in my home so maybe some of you can help me so i have one kid that has a science project and he's got to collect 10 insects i call everything an insect so i'm like grab anything you see that's moving right <laughs> maybe it's a leaf i don't know so i'm like let's just get it done grab all he's got all my tupperware being used right now i'm gonna have to sanitize it but then we have another child who has a heart of compassion for these creatures and every time that he is able to trap one, she releases it. <laughs> okay? This morning, I had a little morning trouble because the bugs were nowhere to be found. <laughs> the bugs had disappeared because her heart of compassion overflowed. And so she hid all the Tupperware under the couch, and it just became a dilemma because we need to turn them in tomorrow. So... I just need to, I just needed to let that out. But again, you know, he's like trying to do his job and she's trying to let it go. And so sometimes us, we want, we got two sides of us like, no, we're doing this. And then the other side's like, no, we don't want to do it. So just a picture for you guys. But again, it's like we need to yield to the Lord, yield to him, yield to his, really it's the Bible's just the Lordship. When we say Lord Jesus and we sing that, I don't sing as beautiful as my friends, but when we sing to the Lord and say, Lord, you are Lord, that means you are the Lord. You are the, my God. You are my master, the Lord of my life, okay? And that's how we begin to yield to him and begin to just walk in a humility and saying, God, I may have my own will, but I yield my will to your will, Okay? And that's where we, that's where the true test comes into place. We're like, but I don't want to. But God, I yield to you. I come with 
humility saying, not my will, Lord, but your will. When we pray the, the, um, we pray the prayer of saying, the Lord's prayer of your will be done, your kingdom come, that when we say that, that's, God takes that serious. When we say, God, your will be done, it's not your will be done with my agenda, God, but it's like your will be done. We're asking your kingdom come. So we're saying, God, we're willing to submit, right? If I were to go to the United Kingdom right now, I need to come yielding un under what, where I'm about to um, yield to the authorities of that. When we say, God, your will be done, we're saying, Lord, we're going to yield to your kingdom, and we're going to yield to your will. Amen? Amen. So we live in a world, if we, haven't, we, we haven't noticed, you turn on the news and you recognize they're not seeking necessarily after God's will, right? They're after their own will, and they're in many ways, sometimes, many times, it's their, their own agenda, right? And so we have to be so countercultural, we are, about the, the, that what are we going to yield to and what are we going to give our will to, all right? And as believers, as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ, we are saying, Lord, we are submitting to you in everything, in everything, in the way that we handle our lives, in the way we handle our marriages, in the way we handle our children, in the way we handle our business, in the way we handle our finances. Lord, everything. Can we say everything? Everything. Okay, just wanted to get it out of the way, okay? So we live in a world that is truly... Uh, and I'm not just saying the U.S., I'm saying the world, like the, the spirit of the world that is, stands against God, that's in true rebellion against God, that's saying, I don't want God's will, so the spirit of the world says, I want to go against God. I don't want to submit to, the, to, God, to God as my Lord. I want to submit to my own flesh, sinfulness, all of that. Okay? And so the Bible says that, therefore, um, it says that he gives, he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. So they're being resisted by God. The world is being resisted by God. Not because the Lord, God doesn't love the world. In fact, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So we need to get that right because God's not trying to resist them so that keep them away, keep them out, keep them out. God's saying, I'm going to resist you so that you will recognize that I am God and that I'm after you. Amen? And when we talk about resisting, right, it's not like, oh, I don't want to do it. Okay. Uh, no, it's active. It's an active pushing away because it, we're being resisted. So when this says that he gives grace to the humble, to those that are saying, God, you are my Lord, you are my God, I will submit to you. Not perfection, but it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of our heart. And say, Lord, we're willing to yield to you. And even when we mess up, and even when our own flesh gets its weight, God, forgive us. <laughs> we can come with true repentance and say, forgive us. 
And, some, and that's daily. That's not like, well, I'm going to tally it up and then, you know, at the end of the week, I'll cash it out. No, it's a daily, daily, daily surrendering. And sometimes moment by moment, I think as you begin to walk with the Lord and you begin to recognize his grace and mercy, it's so you want to, right? You're, you, you know, sometimes I'll, you won't believe this, but sometimes I won't respond the right way to a certain loved one. And don't you know, <laughs> because Jesus is my Lord, I, before I even get a second thought, I recognize that was wrong. That was wrong. That was out of line. I must submit to the Lord Jesus, and I need to come humbly and be with that grace of God. Come and say, hey, that was harsh. I, I apologize. Or to my own children, right? Sometimes, like, I... Ugh, things, you know, where are the insects? Give me the insects. But I can come, <laughs> humbly call, come and say, guys, mom was stressed out. Please forgive me, right? But because I don't want to just let, let that pile up, right? And just even this morning as I was preparing, I, something came to mind because the Holy Spirit says he reminds us. And I, something came to mind. Not even something that I said, but something that was said, and I was a listener, but I didn't disagree with it. So I had a choice to make. Do I want to come in and worship God and, rec and w knowing that, that God was dealing with me? But, so I said, no, I need to confess this as sin. And I just quickly came and said, Lord, forgive me because I agreed with something that was not of you. I agree with some words that were not good, and so I forgive me, and I spoke blessing about the situation instead of the cursing. And I was like, I didn't even do anything, but God, it's, just, it's not about that. You know, when your kids are younger, and they're like, but I didn't do it, right? It's like, as you mature in the Lord, that's not your attitude, right? When you get married, you're not like, ah. It's like, no, there's more of a mature approach, and so I quickly recognize Lord, if that's even a hint of sin, like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, that's not you. That wasn't you. So I need to turn. And that's the humility. And then God gives you the grace to quickly repent and quickly come to him. Amen? So it says that he, he will give you grace when you're humble, but he will resist you. He will resist. And I want to I talk about this because I feel like sometimes... We feel resistance, and we do have to recognize when it's the enemy, when the enemy's coming, because the Bible says that he does not come except to st steal, kill, and destroy, okay? The enemy doesn't come except, so that means he doesn't come over to have a cup of tea and just hang out and be your buddy. No, he doesn't come except to steal, to kill, and destroy, so we need to be very vigilant about that because when we start to see anything that's stealing killing and destroying we need to be aware we need to be sober but there are the times that, that we're seeing a resistance in our lives something's not working right and we have to be able to humbly submit to the lord and say lord is there anything here where i have not been humble where i've walked in pride and bring that to the Lord.
Because if the Lord's resisting you, he's not doing it because he wants to scoot you out, right? He's a good father. So he gives us correction, but it's so that we can walk in all the blessing that he has for us, right? Just like our own children. It's that we want them to get on the right track so that we can fully, fully bless them, right? And so I bring this up because I recognize that it's important, especially as teachers of the word, that we bring the full truth of that when, when we receive grace, we're, we know it. We can see it. God's on our lives. But when there's any resistance, we need to recognize, Lord, if there's anything in my life, that humility, and if the Lord brings something up, and maybe at the moment that you did it, you were not aware that that was a sin. But when the Lord reveals it, then now it's your responsibility to lay that open before the Lord and say, Lord, please forgive me for these things, whatever they may be. They may be so little. Maybe it was an attitude. Maybe there were words. But maybe there was major sin that God's shown you and you are giving an opportunity to come to the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy. But he also says that he will resist the proud. So when we recognize that that's there, but we, I don't, I don't want to. No, he, they, they, did you, God, do you know, did you see what they did to me? I have a right to, to be this way. I have a right to, you know. And so we, in this kingdom of God, he sees it all. That's the great thing. He sees it all. So it's not like we have to, he sees it. He sees our hearts. He sees our intentions. And so when his light, when the word comes in and there's light, this is our opportunity. Yay. <laughs> when the lights are off, I'm like, I don't even know what mess there is. But when the lights turn on, guess what? I can see it. I can see I, I mess, right? And sometimes you'll go to a someone's room or our kid's room and you're like hey we got to clean up the mess buddy there's no mess I'm like let me show you a b c d <laughs> but when the when you point it out but maybe in their in our minds we're like no it's not bad i didn't you know like this morning i could i recognized it was that it was a con, it was there was a conviction happening not condemnation it wasn't like a, you can't go preach because you said this. It wasn't like the Lord was trying to push me down. He was like, hey, I want to show you what's going on so that I can freely flow through you during the ministry time and just in my life. And so uh, we need to recognize those things and be quick. Everyone say quick. Be quick to respond. Be quick to receive correction yay <laughs> this is so encouraging <laughs> be quick to respond because you'll receive grace quickly right be quick to say god i missed it that's what sin is we missed it but say but jesus jesus thank you that you wash all my sin that you cleanse me from all unrighteousness that the blood of jesus amen comes in and that he gives us strength not to do that again he gives us grace that's what the grace is right that's what the grace is so as we wrap up this morning i want us just to read out of first peter 
verses, uh, chapter 5, verse 5. And then we're going to read a little bit, maybe, yeah, a few, a few verses through 11. But I just want to read this because this is God's word that's enabling us. It's the grace of God to enable us. So it says here in verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive. I love that. Because, <laughs> you know, when you, sometimes when they talk to you, they're like, no, no, it's, they're talking to them, the young people. But he's like, no, all of you. <laughs> all of you. Be submissive to one another. Be submissive to one another. Okay? So, for example, here, I'll give you just a little snapshot. Here at our, our home church, Hagerstown, we have a pastoral team. And so even though T Pastor Ty and myself, we are the senior pastors, we have a pastoral team. And because we love each other and because God is teaching us how to minister together, we submit to one another, right? We yield to one another. So if Pastor Jeff and Angela need something of us or they require it, we, we submit freely to one another. Same with pastors Beth and Terry. We freely submit because that's God's working in us, okay? So it says submitting to one another and be clothed with humility. That's what it says. When you are clothed in humility, it says that you put it on, right? This morning, I chose what I was going to wear. I chose what I was not going to wear, <laughs> right? Because some things just need a little bit more work <laughs> in the mornings. And so I chose, I'm going to wear this. And I put it on, and I iron it, and I got it ready. And right? So same with what are we choosing to wear as our, how are we going to represent ourselves to each other, to our family, in our workplace, at the grocery store? at the gas station, at Costco, Sam's, those places where things can feel uncomfortable, right? And so it says, clothe yourselves with humility. That means that it, you, have a, you get a choice. It's an, action, it's an action. It's not, well, I'm just going to wake up, and then if I feel like it. No, you have to choose how you're going to present yourself. And it says to do it, do, put on humility. You put it on. It says, for, and we just read this earlier, for God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, therefore, in verse 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. For he cares for you. And it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So God's saying, put on humility, be sober. So it's all connected. It's all connected. Sometimes we read one verse and we're like, oh, yeah, I have to be humble. But then we don't realize that's part of the being sober. When I come in here, when I go to my home, 
my mind being sober, my mind not being like, you know, not clear, comes with, I have to be humble so that I can see that if I'm not walking in that humility, guess who's right at the door waiting to come in? Guess who's right there? The enemy, Satan. He's like, can you just leave a little crack, just a little crack open of your window? Can you just have a bad attitude just enough so I can come in and just tear it up? He is horrible. Can you just talk, can you just slip that little comment about your boss right, right there, just enough to get things kind of wrestling so I can finish it up? It's true, it's true. So he says, be sober, <laughs> be vigilant, be vigilant. And it doesn't say that he's seeking who he can just give a hard time. He's seeking to devour. He's seeking to devour our coworkers, our brothers and sisters. He's wanting to devour them. May we never be a part of that. May we recognize the strategies of the enemy and may we be quick to put on humility. And even if we think we have a right, right? Because that's the logical part. We, but I have a right, but I really, I need to talk to somebody. Talk to Jesus. <laughs> talk to that friend that's going to straighten you up and say, you know what? Let's pray about this. Because you talk to the wrong person, and guess what? You will, you're like, come on in. Come into my workplace. Destroy it all. Make it a mess, right? Bring confusion, right? We've all had those situations. We've all done it. But God's showing us this morning his kingdom way, right? How we can bear fruit. Amen? And I'll finish up here. It says, uh, resist him steadfast in the faith. Hey, that word steadfast came up again. Resist him. Mm. That means resist in so many ways your flesh because it's going to come through that, right? It's not going to come through, oh, I saw somebody at the window that looks a little creepy, and no, I'm not letting them in. Of course, that's going to be obvious. The enemy doesn't come showing up like, I'm here. I'm going to mess up your day. He comes through our opening of the door. So it says, resist that temptation to want to allow him to come in. It says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Meaning, you're not alone. <laughs> right? You're not the only one. We all have to resist that. The same sufferings, the same temptations that we want our flesh to get a little, to get a lot. Okay? It says, but, everyone say but. May the God of all grace, meaning the God of us all enabling power, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, he says he's called us. We're separated. We're set apart. We're not like the world that's going to walk in their own knowing, craziness, wildness, lack of control. We have the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Okay? It says that us who are called by that, his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a little while, 
perfect, establish, and strength. After you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strength, and settle you. So that grace is going to perfect us, establish us, strengthen us, and settle us. To him be the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. So this morning, I felt like I had so much, I mean, I felt like the Lord speaking us to, to us so clear because I had so many other passages, but I just felt so led this morning to focus on that. That what, what can we apply? What can we apply to take with us? Okay. He will perfect, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you as you submit to his will for your life. As we are humble, he will make us steadfast. He will make us steadfast. Okay? So why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to just begin to respond to the Lord. And I really feel like, especially these moments, they're moments of a declaration. There are moments of us putting a stake in the ground and saying, I'm taking my ground again. Because sometimes we feel like we lost ground, God, this week. I lost ground with my children, or I lost ground at my work, or I lost ground at my marriage because I allowed something. I said some words, Lord. I got frustrated. I spoke death. I spoke against you, Lord. So, Lord, this morning we're coming before you, putting our stake back in the ground. And first of all, humbling ourselves before you and repent of anything that has done, been done against you or against anyone else, Lord, that you would cleanse us and wash us. We thank you that the water of your word would wash us, cleanse us. We thank you that we're set apart. Those that have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are forever set apart. We are not of this world. We're of your kingdom, Lord. So help us as you've renewed our mind this morning. Lord, we thank you that it is your grace that you want to launch us, Lord. Continue to take us to where you want us to go. But Lord, we are claiming those things that belong to us. Whether it's our health, whether it's our marriage, whether it's our school, whether it's our job, Lord. You've put us there to bring your kingdom and your will be done. So Lord, we commit to you, Lord, to walk in humility. Lord, to walk soberly, to walk vigilant, that we would resist the enemy and walk in steadfast faith, God. We walk in steadfast faith. Help us, Lord, that even today, if we need to make a phone call, if we need to go see somebody and repent, if we need to get on our knees at home and just come before you, Lord, I thank you that you enable us, Lord, and you strengthen us back up again, and that you will perfect and establish us and settle us. Your word in 2 Chronicles says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, 
Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Lord, we thank you that you love your children, that you deal with your children first, that we know that our land needs, needs healing, our country needs healing, our city needs healing, but Lord, you want to heal your children first. You want to strengthen your children first. So Lord, this morning, just like your word tells us, we are humbling ourselves. We pray, Lord, to you. We are seeking your face. We are turning from any wicked way that has displeased you, Lord. Father, we ask that you hear from heaven, that you hear from heaven this morning and forgive our sin and that, Lord, you will heal our land. You will heal Hagerstown. You will heal other surrounding cities, God. That as we go and we pray, Lord, that our prayers will not fall to the ground, but, Lord, our prayers will be effective that our warfare would be effective because we are walking in submission and humility to you this week thank you for victories in jesus name thank you for victories that our homes will walk in victory that our job places will have victory that our marriages will walk in victory our bodies will be healed and walk in victory in Jesus name our minds today we declare walk in victory today we call victory Lord we call in your victory as we walk in humility God we pray this in the name of Jesus we pray this in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord hallelujah amen amen well, I pray that you were blessed this morning. I pray that you were strengthened in the word and that I encourage you, read the word every day. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to give you life. It's going to give you healing. So much of, if, if I can encourage you, so much of, of the Bible's instructions about how to walk in humility and not pride is in the book of Proverbs. I mean, you would, every single chapter, there's 31 chapters, one chapter per day, 31 days. You can read the book of Proverbs every day, and it's a short chapter, but boy, that is, that is so much, so many things have, as the years gone by, I've read uh, Proverbs every day, and it's like, gives you what you need, and it gives you clarity and light and truth. Amen? So be blessed.